My name is Angel Sims. I'm a student at GMU. I'm a junior and I am having my degree in communications with a concentration in journalism and a minor in psychology. Can you tell me about a little bit about your own mental health journey? Um, actually, I'm still in it. Um, I am currently, yes, <laughs> I currently am. Um, I just relocated since I'm back in Virginia. Well, not back in Virginia. I just moved here. But um, I am just got into counseling. And I think right now, mental health is important because it embodies not just the mind, but physical well-being as myself. So I began going back to the gym. Um, that's my biggest thing because I like the idea of just stressing myself out physically so that my mind can relax. And I know that's probably not the best thing according to gym teachers, but it works for me, so I'm going to keep it. Um, but mental health is about balancing the physical, mental, spiritual, so that when you're able to, let's say for me, be able to talk to the next generation, you're able to come out and say you're not perfect, but be able to give things from experience yourself. So being able to carry information, not just for yourself, but for others. I think that's most important when it comes to mental health. Yeah, with school, it's always, you know, a lot of classes and there's some stress there. But what do you do to help your own mental health? When it comes to my own mental health, it's it's encompasses so much because I've done so much to run away from it. Um, mental health has been kind of like, especially in the Black community, it's not really talked about a lot. It's always like either pray about it. And even as a Christian myself, I believe prayer is a big part. But I think it, from a Christian perspective, God gives us a responsibility to take care of ourselves. And he brings people in our lives to be able to walk together. And I think that's a part that I've started taking initiative within myself because I look for the strength of my parents, but it's like, I'm 21 and I'm a whole adult. So I can't look to my parents for things that they don't know. So um, I think for my mental health, being able to know what's important to me and then being able to use that as an example and carry that in every aspect of my life. So being able to learn about myself and then exercise that in my daily life and the relationships that I have as well. Yeah, that, that's interesting what you said with, with older people. And I see that all the time as well. When people your age, do you see people being more open to have these conversations? Yes. And crazy thing that you say that, um, so I'm going to get a little personal, but um, Friday I had a whole mental breakdown because um, I have currently a class that I'm stuck with because my advisor took like three weeks to get back to me and it's past the drop date for the class. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to. So like, I kind of, we were having a movie night, we're watching, um, it was some fantasy show and they really wanted me to watch it. So I kind of thugged it out, you know, put on that strong, heavy code and everything. And I was like, I'm just watch the movie. And, and then um, I kind of just was feeling the anxiety started to settle in. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I was just like, I'm just thugging it out. And then I started crying. Like I started having tears rolling down my face. And I was just like, I don't want to cry in front of these people. But then my friends, they I've only known these people for a month, might I add. 
and they stopped the show and I started talking about it. They're like, what's going on? I know we just met, but it's important that we're here for you. And all four of them, they kind of just like sat down and just listened to my problems and they allowed me to be myself because I spent so much time taking care of other people. I was there to have someone take care of myself and being able to talk about that. And they pushed me to go to counseling. Like literally I was, they they put a blanket around me and they gave me a stuffed animal. And apparently on campus, there's this dog that you can go to for comforting. And he's an emotional support dog. And literally we are um, at Southside where the housing is by Southside. They walked all the way to me to the police station where this dog is. The dog wasn't there. But knowing that I had a stable fortitude around me, even if it wasn't people that I know, but knowing that there are students that understand where I'm coming from, and they were patient with me. They didn't know my story. They didn't ask a bunch of questions, but they just sat there and comforted me in the mode that I need. And it was just, that was the example that I needed when it comes to one, transferring to a whole nother state by myself and in the area, I thought I was by myself. But I'm like, no, there are people around me walking through the same thing. And I just need to Personally, for me, talk about it and be aware that there are people talking about it. I just need to find the crowd of people that are being open enough to talk about it. That is huge. Yeah. So uh, I come, I was in broadcasting for 20 years. uh, So I was in local news and all that. Uh, And then I actually went back to school when I was a little older in my late 20s to learn more Mm -hmm. about journalism at Mason. but how important is it to you is empathy in journalism? Wow. Oh, wow. I think, because I, I, crazy that you say that, um, I'm currently taking a journalism course and she had us write a paper about what is important in journalism. And she, we, at the end of the paper, that um, next day that we had class, she had a lot to say. She said she didn't like the fact that people had negative aspects of journalism. And I told her, I said, and this is a group discussion, like you, the way we talk to each other, you would not expect to be like a regular classroom. It's crazy. Um, but we were saying that mainstream media is so focused on getting the information and facts aren't emotionally based. And I think we as journalists, we have to add that um, empathy when it comes to getting information, when we give information, the information and the people we choose to get the information from. Because a lot of times you'll see um, debates on the news and they're screaming at each other or somebody will say something or people will redirect the question and not even really talk about the issue or why they're in the broadcast in the first place. And I think we need to add that human element because I feel like in mainstream media specifically, we kind of strip that away because people don't care about when you see people arguing, 
it's there's no love there's no compassion there's no like well this person is going through this so let me work and be careful what i say and how i say and who i'm talking to why am i talking to somebody why do i have somebody that um is fighting with the other person now i'm enticing it i'm encouraging it because oh views and all of these things and i feel like in mainstream media it has been so broadcasted where empathy has not been shown but then when you have other people actually caring it's not promoted as much it's not shown as much so i think journalists need to remind ourselves that before we're journalists we are human and before we actually have these discussions we need to understand that we can't point to other people and point to oh they did this or did you see what da, 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 da. but then when the door is closed and we're by ourselves it's like, oh, I want to be left alone. It's none of their business. But, you know, the, the empathy needs to go both ways. And I think we as journalists, especially in modern day journalism, we need to remember that and walk by that. What would you say to anyone, any students going through a tough time? <sighs> as someone going through a tough time themselves, um, you are not by yourself. Um, a lot of times when it comes to the struggle of being a student, um, you get so caught up in your own head that we desensitize ourselves and we close ourselves in a bubble and we close ourselves in a gate and we don't allow um, outside people to come and talk when we need to. So I think the number one thing is you're not by yourself and do not have you don't force yourself to believe that that is you are by yourself because nobody's truly by yourself. I think the most important thing when it comes to talking and being a student, we don't talk about just being an average day student and what it's like being an average day student. So I think we need to remind ourselves that we're all in this walk together, no matter how old we are, um, how young you are, it doesn't matter. We're all walking through the struggle together, and the goal is the degree. So it doesn't matter if you have an A to a C, you're going to pass, and you make sure that that is the goal and not just to throw yourselves away. So I think that's the number one thing I would tell any student. Do you feel with talking about mental health, the stigma will lessen? Um, I think the stigma itself lies in our own perception of ourselves because a lot of times, like I said, like I'm thinking I'm by myself and I'm trying to fight myself, fight these tears that are trying to come out. And these girls are like, hold on, pause. We need to talk about it because... Either you talk about it now or you're going to have a mental breakdown in front of somebody that's going to take advantage. And I think a lot of the mental health that happens is the idea of we're so caught up in our box of who we think cares, who we don't think cares and, brought, and all these things that we're caught up in our own thoughts. I think because we get caught up in this, we don't do this. And then this, and then we talk to other people and start the conversation. So the conversation does, it never really starts. It just stays in the box and we talk to ourselves and cry by ourselves. And there's, there's no conversation outside of that. So I think 
mental health is a person to person thing that can grow into a group conversation. And I think once we realize that as human beings, I think as a human being, as human beings, our job is self-preservation. I don't like this feeling. I just, let me, let me, you know, and then we comfort ourselves and we ha- build back coping mechanisms. That's why suicide is a big thing. That's why um, anxiety is a big thing. Depression is a big thing because our mind gets so caught up in this that we forget we got a few people we can call. We got, mm-hmm. like, I, I always tell my friends, I always tell everybody, anybody that I have ever mentored, anybody that I've taught, I never told my phone off. I never, I tell people to call me, don't text me because I will be asleep, but um, call me. It doesn't matter what time, what time of day. And people have tried it and people have been fearful. And anytime I ask anybody, why haven't you called me? And this is like after the incidents happen and they're crying in the middle of a breakdown and I find them crying. And I'm like, why didn't you, I told you my phone's open, you know? And they're like, well, I didn't want to bother you. I said, bother me. That is the whole point of having a connected system. And I think once we get out of this, mental health will be shown more and be able to be talked about more because we're not getting stuck in our own head. We're not sticking ourselves in a box. So I think that's when mental health will fully be able to be talked about and be comfortable to talk about. What are some of the things that motivate you? I would say the people I have been able to help through my situation because I've been through so much at such a young age. Anybody that I've told things that I'm going through, I have been going through. Um, they're like, oh my God, how you did it? And I'm like, honestly, for me, the people I've been able to connect and God as well. Um, I've been through some rough raw situations where I look back and I'm like, how did you not in a one that off yourself, you know? And I think that's the number one thing is the community I've been around and the people I've connected with to be able to encourage me. Because I, my first thing, because I've been independent for so long, I had to realize I can't do it by myself. I have to connect with people, the right people, of course, because people will take advantage, but the right people and being able to have a connection and build that connection and continue to do it regardless of what I want to do, but know what I need as a human being and what my mind and my heart needs first. So I think that's what truly encourages me. Yeah. So where do you want to see yourself, say, in the next five years? Honestly, in five years, I genuinely want to see myself at peace. I want to, well, I am going to um, be in a journalism position, be my own journalist, um, be a part of a firm or a broadcasting. I'm still debating whether I want to be in radio or a newspaper or broadcasting um, or reporter. But I see myself in my field comfortable and being able to find confidence in what I do, Um, being able to have that mental strength to be able to walk, regardless of what I feel, but have that mental strength of confidence in my skill, confidence in my talents and gifts that God's given me. So that's where I see myself five years. 